You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We're glad to be with you for Hour 2 of Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, this is John Clark. John Clark, we just finished up a great hour. If you missed it, you can check out the podcast later today. Eli, the board op guy, he's going to make sure that those podcasts are up because he's amazing. And uh, you, you definitely want to check out the Deacon John Hust interview. Yeah. It's from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, talking about unbound prayer. Yeah, you know, it's if you've ever been prayed over? Yes. It's one of the most wonderful, uh, warm feelings. I mean, you truly can feel the love of God. Uh, it's just, it's yeah, it's something else. Absolutely. So we encourage you to check that out. You can find the podcast on realpresenceradio.com, also available on the Real Presence Radio app. All right. So we're talking about confession once a month, mm-hmm. right? That That's one of the takeaways for the show today for all of our listeners, confession once a month. The other one is a, a mass journal. And you can find one thing that the Holy Spirit lays on your heart to work on for the next week to be a better version of yourself. So, confession once a month plays really well into our next topic. Because we are talking about Our Lady of Fatima, the Fatima Apostolate that's in the Diocese of Fargo, and a special devotion that goes along with Our Lady's messages that she asked for at Fatima. And so, we have a representative of the Fatima Apostolate here with us this morning, Tiffany Gehring or Goring, one of the two. In Fargo, it's Gehring. Gehring, okay. <laughs> Tiffany Gehring, it's always a challenge. I think Monsignor all, all call, Goring. All, in St. Cloud, it's Goring, so okay. it depends yeah. on the city. So I'll take the St. Cloud version. You <laughs> the version. Either way, it works. Okay. I'll but, respond to both. <laughs> but we've got Tiffany Gehring on with us, and thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. So... We've talked in the past in Real Presence Live about Our Lady of Fatima. So just give us like Cliff Notes version of Fatima and uh, and Our Lady's messages that she shared with us. Okay, so when World War II broke out in 19, before 1916, um, in 1916, an angel appeared to three shepherd children, uh, Lucia Francisco and Jacinta, and started preparing them, teaching them how to pray. Uh, and offer sacrifices up for sinners and reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And the war was going so horrible that Pope Benedict XV was upset, and he called for a worldwide novena to Our Lady, Queen of Peace, to be prayed. And so the whole church prayed that, and on the ninth day of that novena, Our Lady of Fatima appeared in Portugal, Portugal, Fatima, in 1917. And so that was her response to the novena. And then she started giving messages to these three children, which were very young, nine, eight, and seven. Uh, I have those size children in my household. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be hesitant to believe everything they say. Mm -hmm. But um, she did because of their innocence and their faith and their trusting. um, And she gave them messages and... um, prophecies about the future if people didn't change their lives and um, how deep do you want me to go how much just just walk through the each of the messages briefly okay 
So on the first one, for every mess, for every apparition, she said, pray the rosary every day for peace. It was very important. The rosary has a huge history in the church of bringing peace about. It's got Father Calloway did a great mm-hmm. history of the rosary. Champions of the rosary, it's a book I highly recommend. It's about the uh, history of the rosary, how it was formed throughout the ages of the church and how it has won battles for years and years and popes have promoted it and it seems to be really popular and then just disappear and no one says it anymore and so every time it disappears our lady somehow encourages it again very strongly for and don't forget about this spiritual weapon that the lord has chosen to use to combat these high and mighty people he uses something simple to humble them and so it's really neat that the rosary is there so she encourages the daily rosary to and for to maintain maintain peace, and then also our our own priestly. We all have our priestly call as Catholics, right? We're all priest, prophet, and king to some degree. Well, we're supposed to sacrifice for other sinners who don't think to ask for mercy, who don't think to pray. And so she asked the children to remind all of us to offer up sacrifices for sinners for their conversion and offer up reparation for those committing sins against the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart, because uh, sometimes they don't even realize they're doing it, and we do. And so we have the knowledge and the ability to make reparation for those sins. Um, that, that, that's just so appropriate for today even, isn't it? Yes. I mean, 100 years later, 100 years later or more, yeah. to be able to say for, for peace. I mean, we need peace in this world. Yeah, we and do. if we joined together and did that, then this is one weapon against it. Yeah. Or for it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, your apostolate, there's something that, I mean, it's obvious how you'd be drawn to it, but tell us a little bit how you became in, uh, you know, involved. What drew, what, drew, what drew you to this apostolate? So, my parents, I grew up in a Catholic family, and my parents were all of it, always involved in the Blue Army to some degree. Uh, and so... I was kind of, I mean, heard about it growing up, uh, and I didn't get involved though until I was uh, newlywed. I call it uh, <laughs> a newlywed in the infancy of marriage, <laughs> <laughs> and we hit a rough spot in our marriage, and and it was a spiritual dryness. We weren't doing daily rosary as often as we had, and I was just searching, um, and then our my mom gave me a book on Fatima and said, "Here, read this and give me your opinion on it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was what kind of brought me into the apostolate. And there was something in that book that said, say the rosary daily for Our Lady's intentions, but also to purify your own intentions Mm -hmm. for everything you do throughout the day. And that just was like, whoa, that's different for every, you know, what are my intentions? Why am I doing, why am I folding these clothes? Why am I taking care of this child? You know, everything I did, our ask Our Lady to purify my intention for why I was doing that. And so that, that drew me in way deeper than what mm-hmm. I anticipated. And wow. so. so she talked about praying the rosary every day, offering sacrifices for sinners and, and reparations for the sins against the Immaculate Heart. What, all, what other things did Our Lady come with when, when speaking to, was it just Lucia or was it just, uh, or, or were the other children involved as well? All the children were present. Uh, Our Lady only spoke, uh, she spoke to all of them, but only Lucia responded. Um, Francisco could hear after he said many rosaries. 
and Jacinta could hear too, but only Lucia actually interacted or dialogued with Our Lady. Okay. During that time. So what were some of the other things that she showed them or shared with them? So then also um, she showed them hell in one of the apparitions to show how the people who aren't being prayed for, they need help, so please pray for them. And then she showed what would happen to the world. So she predicted World War II if people didn't change their lives. Mm. Um, and then she said that later she would come and call for the conversion of Russia, the consecration of Russia, uh, the Pope consecrating Russia to her Immaculate Heart in union with the bishops throughout the world. And also she would come and ask for uh, the first Saturday devotion, which was specifically to make reparations to her Immaculate Heart and that Jesus wanted to establish this devotion for his mother. But that would happen a few, few years later, but they were all required mm -hmm. for peace in the world. We'll talk more about the first Saturday devotion in a moment. Uh, but then there was also a big miracle that happened as well. Yes, yes. Um, she appeared six times in, in October 13th, 1917. She promised a miracle. Um, and there were over 70,000 people who were present for this miracle. They all witnessed it. And they, many of them came and gave accounts of what they saw. Uh, secular newspapers, religious, people who came hoping that they would be foiled so they couldn't make fun of the children. Uh, and the sun came out of its orbit, danced around, and the vision, the visionaries actually saw visions of the Holy Family blessing the world, mm -hmm. and Our Lady of Mount Carmel blessing the world, and then Jesus and Our Lady of Sorrows. And so, um, so most of the people, and there were many healings that also occurred at that same time. It was a wet, soppy day, mm -hmm. they were trudging through the mud, and it had been raining for quite a while. Yeah. And at the end, after the sun went back into its orbit, they were all completely dry. Their clothing, the ground was completely dry. And so there's... Yeah. And we're, we're talking about 1917, right? Is that when the miracle was? When was the miracle? October of 1917. October yep. 13th, 1917. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... 1917, like it's modern era. It, it was a hundred years ago, but still in the in the in the 1900s, right? That yes. that this is happening, and, and Our Lady, you know, has appeared throughout history. But now we're getting into the 1900s, and she's still here. She's still appearing, and it's mm -hmm. to me that it's it's amazing that, uh, and I'm sure there's apparitions happening now that we'll hear about sometime in the future. But you know, this isn't. 100 years really isn't that far removed. No, it's not. No. From things. And she was talking about secularism and how it's pulling people away from God. That's very relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yes. And how the rosary is how that rosary and sacrificing basically. We're basically supposed to live our Christian call. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so just really quick before we head into a break, talk about how, you know, May is the month of Mary. So maybe now is a good time, if you haven't been praying the rosary every day, to take that up. Yes, and once you kind of make that decision just to do it and make it part of your day, your day goes way smoother. It's more ordered. Trust me, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Mary is my office manager. <laughs> <laughs> so I check in with her right away in the morning. We do family rosary right away in the morning. Hmm. And then the day just kind of falls into place and... Uh, you will not regret incorporating the daily rosary um, yeah. into your life. 
Absolutely. And if you don't know how to pray the rosary, that's okay. You can look it up online. There's many different guides. You could probably pick up a guide at your local parish. Uh, any other suggestions? You can go to www.bluearmy.com, and that's a great resource. You can download a free rosary guide right on there. They will also give you a summary of Fatima in great detail. There's a lot of wonderful details in that story. Excellent. All right, we got to step away for a quick break, but when we return, we're going to talk about more. We're going to talk more about the first Saturday devotion, something that has been mentioned. Uh, but we want to highlight that specifically because we do have a first Saturday coming up this Saturday. We'll talk more about that when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... I'm Brandon, John Clark here. John Clark here. Glorious Monday. You get weird names sometimes, you know. (laughs) John Clark here. Yes. The uncle of Brandon Clark, John Clark. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Again. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> We're visiting with <laughs> Tiffany Gehring. She's a representative of the Fatima Apostolate in the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, Our Lady's Blue Army, if you've heard of that, uh, this is the organization that they're a part of. And we're visiting about Our Lady of Fatima because we are in now in the month of May. 
May 2nd. This is the month of Mary. It's an opportunity, as we were talking about before the break, to pray the rosary every day, a great time. I'm sure that the graces that will pour out from praying the rosary every day in the month of May or the month of Our Lady is just they could blow your mind. So, like uh, April showers and May flowers. Yeah. So give it a try. <laughs> or, or maybe if you can't do a full rosary, just commit to a decade. Start small and, and work your way up. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. But there's another part of this that we want to talk about. We wanted to leave a good amount of time to talk about this because we do have one of these days coming up and it's the first Saturday. So one of the things that Our Lady asked for was to complete the first Saturday devotions. And it's fitting that this coming Saturday is a first Saturday. So we're going to talk about this and you will have the opportunity now to begin the first Saturday. So what are, what are the first Saturdays, Tiffany? So the first Saturday devotion was also um, given to Sister Lucia while she was a nun in Spain. And Our Lady appeared to her and Jesus and he specifically asked for the first Saturday devotion for um, peace in the, for the era of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, the consecration of Russia in the first five Saturdays were crucial to this. And he wanted reparation made to his mother for people making sins against her, misrepresenting her big time on this earth, mm. <laughs> who likes to be misrepresented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the first five Saturday devotion is basically focusing on making reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for all the sins committed against her and all the and everything she represents. So there's different pieces involved in this to be able to fulfill the first Saturday devotion. Can you talk about those? Yes. The first is uh, to go to confession eight days before or after the first Saturday devotion. Monthly confession. Yep. I I told you. I told you it was coming. Monthly confession. Here's a great (laughs) opportunity to incorporate that monthly confession. And to receive Holy Communion, either Saturday or Sunday, either, either day works, to pray five decades of the rosary, and then an additional 15 minutes meditation on the mysteries of the rosary, any mysteries you choose, in reparation um, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So it's not too hard. No. If you show up for the 5 o'clock Mass Saturday evening, there's usually confessions right beforehand. Mm -hmm. You can do your rosary meditation right before you go to confession. You go to confession, you receive Eucharist, and bam, it's done. We just scheduled it into our family life. It's just now... Sweet, that's what we do every first Saturday. Is there uh, indulgences, or is there other than the the devotion? Is there something that that from a spiritual nature? There are there from? are promises um, attached to it. I don't have those memorized offhand, but you can find those at www.bluearmy.com. Sure. Uh, but and those are attached to it as well. But it's primarily for getting to that era of peace that Our Lady promised to, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I like how you talked about how you made it a part of your family's schedule because some of the things we've been talking about this morning are making it a part of your schedule. You know, that that sacrifice, love to love requires sacrifice. It does. It it requires, you know, maybe not going to the family party right away, you know, uh, and coming afterwards. Like, this this is a decision to make, but talk about the importance of this decision and that Our Lady asked for it. Well, it's just, it is a decision of love. What would, if someone says, this is how I feel loved, and she, this is how she feels loved, through this act of the first five Saturday devotion, and the rosary, that's how she feels loved. Am I going to say, well, I'll love you in a different way, or I'll love you this way? 
no, if I really love that person, I'd be like, oh, I will do my best to love you in the way you are telling me you feel loved the most. And so I just, I don't know how to digress from that because it's just, it's clear, it's simple, it's not complicated. It's just do what she asked. It's not that hard, mm-hmm. you know. And Mary's out there for us. You know, there's there's a, a section of, you know, of the uh, the Catholic faith that, they don't really understand the true strength and graces that you can get from Mary. So learning more about her, praying to her, asking her for to enter into your life more. Yeah. It's it's going to be answered. So this is how I like to explain it. She's like the mother of all mothers. She's a giver. So you I can go to a saint and pray or I I mean I can pray straight to God and ask for something. But if I go to Mary, she's going to be like, "Oh, I'll ask for you, and you you need not just that. You're going to need this and this and this and this. So I'll ask for all that too. <laughs> she knows more of what you need, and you may not know that, but she'll know that. So yeah. she'll ask for you. <laughs> the other so kind of having an in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, the other amazing thing is, you know, there's uh, non-Catholics and, and even some Catholics, I suppose, struggle with you know praying to Mary, right? You're, mm-hmm idolatry, right? But what I love about Mary and what I love about her messages are they always lead back to Jesus. They do. And she, her goal is to draw you to Jesus. So prayer, there's different forms of prayer. And prayer is conversation. Prayer is talking to someone you love. And adoration, obviously, is for God. We give that to God. But Mary, we, we implore her intercession, and she helps us, and she brings us to Jesus the, the quickest way, because she knows She's attentive to him and, and knows how he moves and how he, what he prefers and what he likes. And so, um, I, just, I just see her as a, a really quick shot straight to Jesus' heart. You know, one of the things that I have personally struggled with in the first Saturdays is that the meditation on the mysteries of the rosary. It just seems kind of open-ended. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any guidance for our listeners uh, in me on... <laughs> well... On the rosary? <laughs> no, on, on meditating on those, like fulfilling that, that last part. Because you're praying the rosary already and, and meditating on the rosary, but then there's this added piece of, of spending time with Our Lady and, and meditating for 15 extra minutes. Okay, so this is my goal for that, and I do this with my kids too. You don't want to hang out with someone unless you love them, unless you feel a connection with them, an intimate connection. So this is how I approach it with my children. I'm like, you need to ask Mary or talk to her throughout the day and ask her for a surprise. She loves, she thinks it's your birthday every single day. <laughs> she will give you a birthday present every single day. Don't just be, just ask her for a surprise, not necessarily something specific, just for a surprise. And then be attentive to when it happens. Mm-hmm. And then you'll notice her love for you and that will help your love grow and then you'll want to spend more time with her because you're getting to know her intimate side. And so then when you get to the rosary, the mysteries, you just kind of, you play a movie in your head. We all have great imaginations. You just start playing a movie in your head and start to see all the different imagery within it. So I can give you like a really quick thing. For like, for me, the joyful mysteries, the Holy Trinity is just waiting for her to say yes or no. <laughs> There's just, so I'm like, I'm seeing them you know, I, they know she'll say yes, but she's, they want her to say yes. So there's a lot of anticipation going on and for the official word to come mm-hmm. down. So there's a lot going on in that. And, and when she surrenders, um, it's, 
it's just a beautiful, wow, you know, mm-hmm. look out, now God will step in. And then she runs off to help her cousin for a few months. Yeah. She, you know, she's just like, okay, what can I do for you? How can I help you? I, you're going to have a baby. What can, you know, she's just there waiting to, and it's, that's where she is for us too. How can I help prepare you so that Jesus can come? And so, or it was John the Baptist coming, but then, and then, it, so I feel like she's just there wanting to help us prepare. Hmm. And so if you go through each mystery as a movie and read the scripture, it's all based on scripture. Every mystery is in the Bible. You can read it in the scripture as you're um, meditating on it. You know, one thing I want to make sure we highlight before we have to uh, head to the next interview is that this is an apostolate. So I've used the word apostolate, and I think it's really important to talk about the blue lady, or excuse me, the blue army is an apostolate of the church. It's church approved. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, this isn't just some random group, you know, encouraging devotion to Our Lady. This is, this is, the church is encouraging this as well. Yes, Pope Benedict XVI um, made the world apostle of Fatima slash blue army the official voice of the Catholic Church on the message of Fatima because there were a lot of groups coming in trying to uh, spread the message, and they weren't always accurate. Uh, and so, in order to keep that accurate, the Pope Benedict approved the World Apostle of Fatima as the official voice of the Catholic Church on the message of Fatima. So, so just in the last 30 seconds or so, what message would you leave with our listeners about Our Lady and the First Saturday Devotions? It's all about, I would say, relationship. It's drawing, it's inviting you to an intimate relationship with Our Lady, um, Give her a chance to get to know you. Open your heart to her. I was a Jesus girl initially, big time. And then I gave Mary uh, more attention. And now I'm a Mary girl (laughs) and Jesus girl. (laughs) And St. Joseph, actually. They're the whole family now. I'm I'm with the whole family now. And so she's, she's beautiful. She's just so giving, so generous. And she just wants to pour her heart out same as Jesus does to all of us. Tiffany, thanks so much for being on with us today. No problem. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, absolutely. So here's your encouragement. Uh, One, pray the rosary every day. Great time to start in May. And since we have a first Saturday coming up, consider doing the first Saturday devotions. You can learn more online at bluearmy.com. And uh, it'll explain it more, but you've got a great opportunity here. This is why we wanted to have it on today, so that if you wanted to start this first Saturday devotions, which I highly encourage, you you can do that starting this Saturday. All right, we do have to head to a break here, but when we return, we're going to be, I love this book. We're going to be talking about an amazing book with amazing gentlemen, getting back to that spiritual warfare aspect The book he wrote is called The Devil in the City of Angels, and we're going to talk about that and some of the experiences Jesse Romero had as Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 